We'll be reading again from John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1. We'll follow up on a few things in this passage of Scripture. There's more than we can even cover in two or three Sundays if we uh, got uh, deep into this whole chapter. Uh, Jesus' words, of course, calm troubled hearts. Uh, Troubled hearts then. And as we mentioned, there were several things that were causing trouble for the disciples. And those things are familiar to us. These words calm troubled hearts now. I've used these words quite a few funerals. I've heard them used at a lot of gravesides. Let not your hearts be troubled. These words are important because there are a lot of things that trouble us, not just grief and anguish, but throughout the week things happen that trouble us. We mentioned this morning our own actions, our own mistakes, uh, the actions of others. As Jesus said, one of you will betray me. Sometimes we're troubled by the actions of others. Then, of course, he mentioned the fact that they would be separated. Our hearts are troubled by that. Every single person here has been touched by having to let go of somebody that they loved. I want to follow up on a few things tonight. And always looking at the fact that, uh, remember we mentioned this morning, that kind of a a translation of this that goes back to the uh, original language, do not allow your hearts to be troubled by your circumstances or overwhelmed by your circumstances. Easy to say, difficult to get to that point, but Jesus tells us how. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, would you stand as the scriptures read, please. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you again for letting us hear the words of Jesus. Thank you for allowing them and inspiring them to be written. Thank you, Father, for the men and the women through the ages who have paid the cost to make sure that your word was protected, that your word was translated, your word was kept, and Father, your word was spread. And now, here 2,000 years later, we can still hear the words of Christ. Thank you for this. And help us to, help us to take these words, take them to our heart, and Father, remind us of these things when we need them through the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We spoke of a lot of a lot of deep thoughts this morning. But some of you probably realize that I didn't address a key theological issue. A lot of people want to know. In fact, when it comes to this theological issue, I've had people just get red in the face about it. This theological issue that we'll uh, settle tonight is the question of heaven's living arrangements. You see, the King James and the New King James, in my Father's house are many mansions. Now, if you have a more modern English translation, 
it says something like this. In my Father's house there are many rooms. Now, you start using a modern translation and start talking about heaven, and a lot of times people will just get red in the face and get up all up in your grill and say, no, I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. That's what the Bible says, and, and I want a mansion. Well, what's it going to be? Well, let's look back at the original language. Let's settle this, all right? Many mansions versus many rooms. When we look at the Greek word that was used, the Greek word was a little short Greek word, and it is monet. It is derived from monean, which means to stay or to dwell, and it expresses a permanent dwelling place. Now, that's, that's important. That's important when we get to what really matters. But it expresses a permanent dwelling place. That was the original Greek. When they translated the Bible from Greek into Latin, this word was translated mansiones. And when Tyndale and the other English translators translated into English, it became mansions. And when Americans read that word mansions, they automatically translate it as to the wonderful home the Beverly Hillbillies lived in with the long drive and the cement pond. That's, and, they, and they think about this big white mansion with palatial grounds and a castle-like house. And the Bible says, I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. So they're thinking about that wonderful house. And you say, in my father's house are many rooms. They say, no, no. In other words, heaven is totally unacceptable if I can't have my mansion. Well, this limits us to an earth-like measure of the wonders of heaven. If we insist on the fact that heaven's heaven only if I have my mansion over the hilltop and nothing else will be satisfactory, doesn't that limit us to a worldly priority of prosperity? So you say, no, wait a minute. If I can't have a mansion, you saying I won't have anything nice in heaven? Oh, yes, we're going to have something nice in heaven. You remember what the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Eye is not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. You remember over in the book of Revelation when it says the actual streets are paved with gold. Now that's beyond our imagination. So we have to understand if this is not translated mansions in that big columned white stone house What's beautiful about that? Well, let's go back to the original language. The word monet means a permanent dwelling place. In any house we live here, down here, live in down here, you know what? We're going to leave it. We will leave that house one day. No matter how big, no matter how wonderful, no matter how fancy, you can have the cement pond and the billiard room and the long driveway. You can have all of that. We'll leave it behind. And what Jesus is saying, in my Father's house are many places for you to live. 
they are permanent. You never, ever have to leave. Now, we spoke this morning of the fact that Jesus, when he's talking about heaven, he said, my father's house. We talked about the Old Testament. You know, David did say this in the 23rd Psalm, I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But other passages just left it up to people's imagination. They didn't, couldn't quite nail down what heaven would be like, so Jesus nailed it down for us. He said, my father's house. And what he did for us to look forward to heaven is the immeasurable worth of home. Now, I mentioned this morning about homesick kids. I've been a homesick kid. I've been a homesick grown-up sometimes. You know, when I encounter the homesick kids at church camp, and they're, they're crying. They, they're homesick. I've never, ever heard one of them say, I want to go home. I sure miss the TV. I want to go home. I sure miss the Tupperware in the cabinet. I want to go home. I sure miss whatever. You know what they miss? Not what's there, who's there. I don't know about you, but sometimes, I guess the older I get, sometimes I, I get kind of homesick, and not because I'm going somewhere, but look up back at my home. I look back where I grew up the houses we lived in, and I miss those places. I could go to any of them right now. And I probably could knock on the door and say, hey, can I come in and look around? Probably they'd let me in. But it wouldn't be like going home. Because what makes home home is not what it is and what is there. It is who is there, right? So Jesus said, my father's house, in my father's house, plenty of places for you to live. And guess what? I'm going to be there too. You know, it really doesn't matter what it's going to look like and if it measures up to anything I, I can imagine about a, a mansion here on, on this earth. But what makes heaven heaven is the fact that it's my father's house Jesus is going to be there. Now, there's a key statement of this passage that, that we look at, and, and it's the one that just pretty much clinches the deal of the comfort for troubled hearts. He says this, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he's speaking, of course, of this whole discussion. It's a reminder. If your heart's troubled were too big for me to handle, I'd tell you that right now. If heaven isn't like home, with all the warmth and the love and the safety and all that's near and dear to our hearts that we think of when we think of home, whether it's home now or home back then when we were kids, if heaven isn't like home, I would tell you that. If this separation was going to be permanent, I would tell you that. But what have I told you? 
I have told you that your hearts can find comfort and your circumstances don't have to overwhelm you. I have told you that heaven's going to be like home. I have told you that, yes, I'm going away, but we'll be back together again. You see, Jesus had always told them the whole truth up to now. He told them the whole truth about themselves, even when they didn't want to hear it. He didn't hold anything back. He told them the whole truth about sin, even though it may have been popular and a lot of folks didn't want to hear that. He told them the truth about salvation. He told them the truth about service and what it would cost to follow him. He never held anything back. And that's what he's reminding them of. He said, you let not your hearts be troubled. If there was anything different, I would tell you these things. But he reminded them in the middle of the fact that their hearts could find comfort and there is a dwelling place, a permanent dwelling place, and there's plenty of room there. There's not limited seating. There's many dwelling places. There's many places for us to live. And he'll be there too. Now with that, any trouble we face down here, we realize the words of Jesus can handle it. Because he said, if there's anything different, I would have told you these things. So what I'm telling you is the whole truth. It's everything that you need. Is there anything before we close? Let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer. Thank you for coming back to church tonight.